Cockburn. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch in the Rue, presented by SkyMint Premium Cannabis, inspiring people to do better, feel better, and live better every day of their lives. And our Friday show, brought to you by Mark and Jay from North Coast Wealth Management. These are smart guys, guys you can trust, guys you can trust with your money. And we'll talk about them more as the show goes on. Jason, how you doing, man? Not too bad. How bored was Graham Couch today? What do you mean? On Twitter. <laughs> trying to rope me into some soccer shit. Go Rehashing the old, there isn't a single commitment in college football yet. Getting people riled up. I get to see you like, which take do I have in my arsenal that I can fire people? I'm kind of bored. You can always tell when I'm like doing expenses for work or something that I have <laughs> Absolutely. zero interest. As soon as I saw you try to rope me into the soccer show, I'm like, okay, Graham's having a good morning. I just had to, yeah, I had to poke the bear a little bit. And, and my favorite take, though, and I finally, I think, spelled it out well today because, you know, Michigan State did have um, a fairly sizable lean. Uh, Alex Van Summer in the uh, four-star uh, uh, defensive tackle recruit is a uh, pledge, I'll say. And so anyway, I you know, I just put out this tweet. It's a reminder there isn't a single commitment in college football yet for the 2022 recruiting class. Many pledges and leans, not one trustable actual commitment. But my favorite thing I wrote was just waiting for the first former college football player to explain in his divorce case that he thought a commitment was when you say you're committed and then consider a few other options Maybe visit them, then flip when you have a more attractive offer. I think that's that's where you really point out the absurdity of the college football system. And I don't think you're wrong. I just Correct. think people are sick of your. It's I a, have a face for radio bit that you've keep you know using this right. college football player can't wait till they get married thing. I need, I think it's the way it's presented, and people already hate you somewhat. So they, it just comes off as like, oh god, I definitely. Can't. But I, you're not wrong. I agree with you. I just need a new audience, right? I, yeah, I need to go on to uh, some other... Just go on the couch of the Rube account. <laughs> just post <laughs> it. Sure, that's just what our listeners want. Right. It's like Kate Cunningham Day, and here's Graham blabbering about some... I'm sorry, what day? Kate Cunningham. No, it's Anthony Rizzo got traded to no, Day. No, that's a It'll be forever remembered to me personally as Anthony Rizzo was traded. No. Anthony Rizzo, if he wanted to be in the sports section, he should have done it on a different Another day. great Graham tweet, just <laughs> random shit out of nowhere. I'm like, who... Who said Anthony Rizzo was going to be a big deal, even if the draft was like tonight? I just was felt, Anthony Rizzo going to be a big? I was like, what did Anthony Rizzo do? I just felt like being snarky. I've been in a snarky <laughs> mood. I do like snarky Twitter couch, though. It's fun. Yeah. No, it was it was fun last night. Though it was fun to see the Pistons have a moment like that. Right? It was fun to see. The draft was so boring. It well, it partly is boring because it's weird when the team you're most following has the number one pick, even and then, then and then even twos and three are sort of you know set in stone a little bit, there's not a whole lot of intrigue, and there hasn't been. And, and I, I, you know, I didn't After Wagner was taken, I was like, yeah, I was done with the draft. I didn't stay up for the second round. I had to get up for my own basketball game and, and woke up to find out Aaron Henry was not drafted. 
Right. And then Isaiah, I will Isaiah, take my Skyman uh, edibles. Yeah, we'll get into that in the Twitter questions, which okay. we're going to get to in a second. Our Groovy Donut Twitter questions. Um, we, I didn't stay up to, for the Isaiah Livers pick or the Luca Garza pick, and I think these were interesting, good picks for different reasons. They're second round picks. I mean, they're not. You're not it's different than the Cade Cunningham, which is a franchise changing. I mean, they, they have a starting five next year. Don't coach my team. Like if you if you look at, I mean, it's it'll be intriguing to watch the three number ones from last year, Jeremy Grant and Cade Cunningham. I hope in the lineup together at some at points. Uh, live, this is audio of Graham watching the draft last night. I mean, Zion was a big deal because he was a huge guy, and I just broke my chair. By the way, we got rid of that chair. My wife bought me a new office chair. She put it up on eBay. It's yeah, bids on it, that you should way. see it in the garage. Like it's got to be thrown out. It 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 looks like it's it, it's amazing. It's amazing. It was even still in one piece, like holding me up because I and I had these giant pillows, sort of as giving it extra cushion. And so I didn't really realize how bad it had gotten because I had broken it further. Like another bolt had come loose. I mean, Zion was a big deal because he was a huge guy, and I just broke my chair. I mean, I'm surprised it just didn't pop off and, like, stick into the the wall or something. Yeah. It was a loud pop. Definitely a, a lot of pop. Mm. Um, we are going to dig into your Groovy Donut Twitter questions uh, momentarily here. And there, there's some great stuff today, uh, as always, and, and we have stuff, obviously, to talk about. But uh, there are three or four topics which we hit hard on and it was involving the conference expansion, some good Michigan State football stuff. Pistons, Tigers, and then the, the usual uh, shenanigans, which we, which um, you guys get into as well as anything. Uh, before we do, uh, quickly, uh, if you have questions about investing for retirement, Social Security, saving for your kids' college education, anything investment-related, Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management can help. Uh, let's say you have a 401k from a prior employer that's just sitting there. They can help you figure out the smartest use of those funds. Maybe you sold a business and uh, received an inheritance, uh, and you want to get that money working for you in the market, Mark and Jay can provide advice on how to best use those funds. Uh, these guys are strategic wealth managers. They are, they are uh, your interest first. They're not going to try and sell you on some hot product or investment trend. Uh, instead, they're going to assess your specific situation and help you invest wisely based on your goals and needs. doesn't matter where you live. They're in southeast Michigan. But distance is, does not matter. If it doesn't matter to you, it doesn't matter to them. Uh, you can find them online at northcoastwm.com, northcoastwm.com, or give them a call, 248-626-2000, or email them, info at northcoastwm.com. All right, let's dig into these Groovy Donut Twitter questions. Eric Schultz up first. More surprising, Aaron Henry not getting drafted or when Deontay Davis fell to the second round. I don't know. For you, what was it? I think Deontay Davis. Because I've said all along, I didn't think Aaron Henry was going to get drafted last night. What's funny is, is Davis is pretty much out of the league now. Right. Um, but at I, the time, I was you, like, you know, wow, second round. Neither was a, a huge surprise for me. Um, I thought I didn't think either would happen. I'm not saying like I predicted either happening. Like I thought Aaron Henry would get drafted. All right, grab I, stout. I thought okay. Deontay Davis. No, but what I mean is in, level of, in terms of level of surprise, in fact, I thought about tweeting and just forgot. I had some other things come up. I had the softball game and all this stuff, but... I saw Aaron Henry, the over-under on his draft spot at 44.5, and I just had this feeling. I was like, bet the over. Bet the over. I think he gets drafted, but I, I, I can see him sliding late 40s, 50s, and he didn't get drafted at all. I, I didn't bet it myself. I didn't put it out there. I apologize. I got caught up in some other stuff. Um, but I, I would say Aaron Henry not getting drafted because I was covering the Deontay Davis draft in New York when he was there 
because that was the Denzel Valentine draft who's from Lansing, and I was doing all this behind-the-scenes stuff. And you could just tell talking to people and doing, during the interviews that people weren't that impressed with Davis as an interviewer. You know, they, they thought he, if, if there was ever a guy who really needed more time in college, it was him. So he didn't surprise me. I thought Aaron Henry had done enough when you look at some of the other guys drafted, when you look at some of the things I've been told by people who would be in the – I thought he was a draft pick, and he wasn't. That's why it should be more surprising. The way you were that's talking, Aaron Henry should be. That's why so you're going with Aaron Henry. I'm going with Aaron Henry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one from Eric. I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but four months after this college basketball season, the first thing I think about this this past MSU team is that they were extremely frustrating and one of the least fun MSU teams to watch despite continuing the streak. Do you think most uh, most fans agree? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody is going misses the season. Like when the season before it ended because of COVID and you know, ended with the final game being they went over Ohio State to win a Big Ten title, and who knows what Michigan State would have been as a seed in the NCAA tournament. And when the season ended the year before that with the the win over Duke and then the loss to Texas Tech, like I think people miss those seasons. I think people love those teams, and it was like that was a lot of fun. I don't think anybody looks back at this season for a lot of reasons. One, it was this weird COVID year. You couldn't go to games. Everything, and it wasn't. It wasn't a team that was connected. It's fun watching connected teams play. Michigan was a fun basketball team to watch most of this year. But you can say it wasn't. And they, they gritted out with Aaron Henry getting it done and uh, enough and you know just enough talent here and there. But um, they were not a connected team. They weren't a lot of fun to watch. I don't think it's a season or a group that will really be missed as a collective. Last one from Eric Schultz, hypothetical. The current uh, realignment continues until you have a college football super league of 20 to 32 teams. Is MSU one of them? If so, are they college football equivalent of uh, Burnley FC in the Premier League with essentially no shot to ever compete for a title? So you'd hope this wouldn't happen. And I saw a good tweet today um, by Marty McGee or made a point on ESPN about the idea that college football should learn from baseball and NASCAR in terms of mistakes made when they were at their pinnacle and, and how that's hurt them. That said, I, I think college football, there's more of an attachment to it. Like we are attached to our favorite team in a deeper way and there's a larger fan base and the sport is just more entertaining um, than, than the others. So it's harder to screw up. That said, this to me would screw it up because that what the hell is the playoff for? The whole point of a 12-team playoff is at the end of the day, you get the best 12 teams trying to vie for the title. Whereas if you've got a 20 or 32 super team Super League, and like how many of those teams make the playoff, what are the other? I mean, I, I just think that would suck. It would just suck. And so is, the, the, the question is Michigan State one of the top 20 to 32? I think it would mean it, it's a big difference if there's 32 instead of 20, whether MSU's in that conversation. MSU is not going to be, and again, this is why you want to be on top when decisions are made. In 2015, if you put together a 20-team Super League of college football, Michigan State is in it. They had just been, what, three top six finishes? But now I don't think they're, they would be in a top 20. They might brand, brand money-wise. They certainly are in terms of finances, a school that breaks even. They're in that or, or better. Uh, top 32, I think they're in it. Uh, next up is Todd Trustell. Wasn't there a bet between Graham and Jason with regard to where Aaron Henry was going to get drafted? What was the payout? Jason, I was totally with you. If you can't dribble and can't shoot at an NBA level, teams do not want you. This debate is over. 
So where's my bag of gummies? Is that Sky what it was? Mint. Bag of gummies from Skyman? Absolutely. All That's right. why I love our listeners. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. I, I would have forgot about that forever. <laughs> Todd, you're awesome. And I will go to Skyman, and I will buy Jason's uh, choice of a bag of gummies, and I'll use the Couch and the Rube promo code, Couch and Rube 20, for nice. 20% off. And uh, I'll go to one of three Lansing locations in their location throughout Michigan. Go to SkyMint.com uh, to see those. So I'll say to say that because you can't dribble or shoot, you can't get drafted. I mean, at an NBA level, like if you look at the NBA draft from yesterday, there are a lot of guys who can't dribble and can't shoot at an NBA level who went very high up. In transition? In lots of ways. Like who? Name one. Okay, let me pull up the draft. Of course, the thing first thing I pull up. First of all, let me say this. If you are going to be high on a Google search for the NBA draft, make sure you just list the picks. Don't do something cute. Okay? Scotty Barnes. Okay. Right? Scotty Barnes can't shoot. Can't shoot. There are lots of guys who can't shoot. There are guys who – Jonathan Kaminga will hit a great shot, but he shoots less than like 30% uh, – from the floor and and, and maybe less than 20 for three. I don't know. what It's not not ready in a lot of ways. There are lots of guys, if you go through this um, and, and, and look at their, their projects, Jalen Johnson, I mean, not a guy who can do much in half court for you. Is he, He's a different player than Henry. But what I'm saying is there are, there are first-round picks who are not um, – ultimately, Henry's not viewed as that sort of prospect and, and, and high-ceiling guy. I – Still think he, he will stick in the NBA because I think athletically what NBA people saw in him originally is still there defensively. Um, I think he's a pretty savvy player. I think you're going to see Aaron Henry. Now, he, he, he might be a top Europe guy because the difference between the top or the bottom or the top third guy in Europe and the bottom two-thirds guys in the NBA isn't that much, but I think you're going to wind up seeing him on, NBA, on, on an NBA. The average roster. salary in the NBA is like $7.5 million. In Europe, it's what maybe one to two million if you can figure that not out. Not for not for him. Yeah, he won't start there. He'd start. But I'm just saying, it's not. It's not like the NFL where if you don't get drafted and you get cut, there's just nothing. Right. In the NBA, in basketball, a guy of Henry's ability is going to be in six figures, and that's with all your your rent, your um, your transportation, tax free, all that stuff. And it's not a bad nest egg to begin. I'm just saying, it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work out in the NBA or in basketball compared to football. Dan Grave up next. Aaron Henry went undrafted. Are we sure that scout that Couch talked to was a basketball scout? It was a hockey scout. Now, <laughs> no, different yeah. Henry. Look, they they liked him as a freshman, and I think they thought certain things were going to improve differently. But they would have. I mean, they thought defensive. This is the argument, and I hate this part of it. This is the argument for going after your freshman year. Aaron Henry might have gotten drafted after his freshman year, more likely, even though he was a better player now. And it's really dumb by the NBA, by the way, because you think about some of these guys who are green as can be, and then some of the guys who are older and don't get great looks. If it takes a guy three or four years to develop or even have a chance to develop into a guy who's three or four years older, take the guy who's already there who's three or four years older. How many of these guys end up finishing with the team they're on anyway? I get if you're truly shooting for the stars and trying to draft a superstar, and a lot of teams should in certain scenarios. But if you're trying to get a guy to help your team or a role player or just a, a good basketball player, don't worry that a kid's 22 or 23. That's still really young. The odds that he's going to spend the next 10 years anyway with your franchise, um, you know, it. it but you I, still want to get more value by drafting a younger player, obviously. 
Right, like Chris Chris Duarte, right, went to the Pacers 13. I think he's 24 years old. Really great player. I thought that was a great pick. And he will be better than guys who uh, – I like I – he might be better than Jonathan Kaminga. How long does it take Kaminga to get to that level? I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot when you watch some of the guys get their hats and stuff. You're like, oh, there's a bust. Yeah, there's a lot of busts. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it just seems like. I don't know. Uh, next one from Dan. MSU has had one top 10 pick in 20 years. Do we see another top 10 pick before Izzo retires? Well, it's kind of up to the NBA because if you redo drafts, Draymond Green's a top 10 pick that year. So I mean, are we redoing drafts? Now? I'm just saying, if the NBA fucks up, that's not that's not that's not MSU's fault. Please but, tweet that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, come it, on. It's a it's a fair question. I mean, if there will be, I mean, I don't I don't know. That what it's been. Jaron Jackson Jr. Let's see. Gary Harris was in the teens. Adrian Payne was in the teens. They've had a lot of teens. Denzel Valentine was in the teens. Um, they've had a lot of those guys. Zach Randolph in the teens. Um. But if you redrafted all of those drafts, so I, I think it's a lot different. I think there's actually more than well. I guess if Jason Richardson, you're counting since Jason Richardson, right? So it's just um, who was Jason Richardson was 2001. So yeah, yeah that's right. Um, that's 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer. I, I just don't think it matters towards winning a national title that much. And sometimes guys who are top prospects, you know, Marcus Taylor, one of the top couple players in the country, coming out of high school. And that's still a great recruit to get. Doesn't say anything about you. Just he didn't, you know, he wasn't an NBA type player. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't just know. tweet all of that out. I have a four and a half hour drive later, so excellent. I want to be entertained. Th- would that be really entertaining? Oh yeah, <laughs> just well, the responses would be great. Uh, next one from Dan Grave. Seven Big Ten players got drafted last night. How many get drafted next season? Again, hard to say in this sense. One, I don't think the Big Ten is going to be as good next season as it was last season. But it's not about how good you are in college. It's about how you project as a pro. Cockburn. So uh, it could be just as many. There could be as n- many high-end, c- high-ceiling guys. I don't think there will be. I think it'll be fewer. I think the league's going to be a little bit down, um, and that'll be reflected on draft night. Lucas, up next, can you wish me a happy birthday on the air? I'm very vain. Also, how long before Cade and the Pistons are a playoff contender? I think it can be this coming season. Happy birthday, Lucas. We appreciate. You. Yeah, we should charge for that though. What? Yeah, for a happy birthday. Who the fuck do you think? Twenty dollars, dude. Twenty bucks for a birthday wish. We were gonna do five for cameo. Yeah, you were. I wasn't a part of that shit. You don't $5 know five dollars that cameo takes. What seventy percent? What if, a great idea. If we were on name, image, and likeness, we'd be a Bob Euchre baseball card, man. We'd be paying you with Miller Lite just to, or weed, or w- weed. whatever. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Lucas. I'm just kidding. Calm down, couch. Um. Forty dollar yeah. birthday shout outs though, I'd do it. The uh Happy I, Birthday. I do think the Pistons can be in the playoff uh in contention this year because I, I don't think last year they were all that far from it. You look where Cleveland was and we're talking now they're ten teams, right? So Cleveland was actually in the hunt and then they realized they weren't gonna be and they tanked to try to get all the way down and and, and you know, did a decent job of it. I and what they get Mobley out of the whole the whole deal. The Pistons, if they had played their regulars, would have been nowhere near where they were. Um, at the end of the season, and I, I loved what those young guys built. I, I I absolutely think the Pistons will be given year two for those guys, given Jeremy Grant playing every night instead of resting him so you're tanking, uh, given the, the addition of Cade Cunningham and, and who all the other teams are. I mean, the teams that are vying for those last spots aren't that great. I think they absolutely should be 
or could be in, in contention for you know, one of those seven through ten spots. And the reason that's it's important that they got Kate Cunningham is I think that might have happened with or without him. And then you're not going to ever have a chance to draft this high again. That's why they played it perfectly. It all went well, and now they got a chance to try to build around this core and take off with it, and you don't have to worry about tanking again and trying to do that again. If they had, you know, gotten bad luck and gotten the fifth – well, the fifth pick this year at least would have come with Jalen Suggs because, you know, that, that was weird, him, him dropping and Toronto kind of screwing that up. And so maybe that would have been okay because I think he's going to be a, a real star at the next level. But if they wound up with a sixth pick or something, they would have been in a spot where they were in danger of building something together that was mediocre and then being stuck in the middle again. Brett, up next, love the Pistons draft. What grade do you give the Pistons? Who is the most intriguing of the three picks? I'm guessing Cade Cunningham. Cade's by far the most Frankenstein Garza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's definitely Cade Cunningham, right? I mean, even though he's the most, you know, was the most obvious going in, even though the Pistons tried to keep the intrigue going. Like, was was Troy Weaver forced to take Cade Cunningham? Coming up next, if like, like I mean, I I think we're all wondering like what Cade Cunningham will be at the NBA. Is he a superstar? I mean, I, yeah, absolutely intriguing. Uh, there is intrigue surrounding the other two guys. They're not guys who, who lack intrigue. I, I think the um, Luca Garza, for example. I mean, he was a very productive college player. Can he guard anybody in the NBA? Um, if all he's got to be is a backup center against second units, and he, I think he'll be able to stretch defenses with a shot. I think he'll be a load offensively. Not really the style of the NBA that a lot of people play anymore, but it's still intriguing. And same with, you know, I mean, I, 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 but it's got to be Kate is the answer. Uh, Jim Harden up next. Should the Pistons trade Jeremy Grant now? Right now, is market value maybe it's at its highest? No, because I think you're. But a, Jim's right. His trade value would be at its highest right now, right? Correct. Because he's first of all, his contract is reasonable as heck. He had a great year. He makes twenty million a year, which may seem like a lot, but it's really not in his sphere. I mean, he's a borderline All Star guy. Evan Fournier makes like. Thirty-five million. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of crap making a lot of money in the in the. It'll end. blow your mind. Yeah. Um, so, but the other thing, it's sort of like where the Tigers are, where at a certain point you're trying to to win and have a winning culture. And to me, having a high end player like him, to, you only trade him if all of a sudden you realize there's duplication, or it, it, it's getting in the way of the development of other guys. To me, having a guy like that, now you're trying to you know have some you don't. You don't have to lose right away. Usually a number one pick, like Cade Cunningham, comes out on an awful roster, and they win 24 games that first year, and it, 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 they come up in a losing culture. I think you start to create expectations in winning, and even if all that happens is two years from now, Jeremy Grant goes somewhere else, and you just had him for three years, if you're developing something with the, the, the rest of that core and he's a piece of that, I'm okay. The other thing is, at the end of next year, he'll have one year left on his deal, I think he'll, he might still have an incredibly high market uh, value. Uh, next one from Jim. Which team had your dumbest draft selection? Mine is Barnes at four. Dude can't shoot, and his mechanics are all effed up. Glue guys who can't shoot now go number number four in the NBA draft? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't like that pick at all. I mean, I, I think Scotty Barnes is a really intriguing prospect, and there's a combination of a lot of different I mean, he's just, he's kind of a, fr a freak player. Like, there are not a lot of guys like him, and so I understand that. But Jalen Suggs, to me, is is got an it to him, and I think he's going to be a terrific player. I love what the, the, the Magic did in the whole draft. 
Um, I think they had a great. I think Wagner was a good pick for them. Josh Giddy, the Thunder taking the uh, the Australian. Oh, I know. I I didn't hate that one as much. You I know, don't know I, anything I, about him. I just see. I love his I highlights. I see gumpy white guy <laughs> from Australia. I'm like bust. But yeah, to me, if you if you skipped one of the guys who was considered a top four dude for somebody else, you better be right. Davion Mitchell, maybe one of those guys that was skipped on. Yeah, going ninth. I mean, I like Mitchell a lot too. Who knows? Who know? But once you got to me, there were four guys who had the potential to be real stars. And again, we say this, and yet a couple of years ago, it was the fourth and fifth pick, right? It was the fourth and fifth where Trey Young and Luka Doncic went to back to back, and those right. guys are clearly traded, the best. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so sometimes we just don't know. Jim, uh, with this one, other than Cade to Detroit, who is your favorite pick? Mine is Moody at fourteen to Golden State. Yeah, Golden State had an interesting draft. I was surprised they took Kaminga because you're trying to win, you know, now. Um, and but I, I like Moody. I like Moody a lot. I mean, obviously, Jalen Green. I think was. I think the Rockets are in a great spot, and I think the Cavs too getting mobile. I think all three. I mean, the top three picks in this. I and look the Magic. It was an easy pick, but it was a smart pick. Um, I love what they did. I, I think Wagner's going to be a good pro. Um, I like Davion Mitchell at nine. There, I mean, I don't know who's. I don't know. Did you have a favorite one that you? Not really. No, I figured. Yeah, yeah. I cashed out after the Wagner pick. Uh, Nick Palmer, would you have taken Jalen Johnson in the lottery? No, no. I think there's a lot of questions about him. I mean, over who? Right. You know. Yeah, and, and yeah, I thought he went. I mean, even at twenty, I wasn't sure I would. I would take him. You know, I, I like. I mean, I liked uh, Keon Johnson, who went after him better than Jalen Johnson. Keon Johnson, I thought the Knicks should have should have got rid of that pick because that was a great great pick by the Clippers. Uh, Gavin Haas up next. How is Detroit supposed to survive the championships that are coming to this city? <laughs> Hell yeah. We'll find out when it happens, Gavin. It's a good problem to have. It is. Well, it does. we got to get to the problem first. Yes. It's not to get too excited. But it, it does feel like, you know, I, I don't think that there is any more enjoyable thing than the initial rise of something. Like if you're an MSU basketball fan and you think of the way you felt in like 97, 98 when Cleves and that group was winning the Big Ten title for the first time and they're on their way up as a young group, or you think about the MSU football team in 2013 or even a couple years before that when they were the Big Ten championship against Iowa. But yeah, those but that was those are later even in it. But I'm talking about the initial rise. And so I think what's going to be fun is even as there's some heartbreak and even if there's some coming up short, the the fact that it looks like a number of the Detroit teams are going to be competitive coming up here. I mean, the Tigers already are. They're a competitive team right now. But I mean, they're beating up on worse teams than them, but they're they're not awful anymore. The fact that the Pistons are going to be interesting in the time. I mean, I think the next two, three years are going to be a lot of fun in Detroit as, as teams build and they're sort of building together. Which is good because they're all awful together. They and the Tigers are playing some awful baseball teams. But it is satisfying that they're beating those teams. So can I tell you a, a really bad gambling story? Buenos tardes. It is time for Absolutely. the Detroit Tigers gambling update with Gramanito Couch and Jason Neal. No one wants to hear a good gambling story. Yeah. So on Monday, I'm checking out of here and I'm like, ah, oh, the Tigers are on. Um, it was like, what a two ten start in Minnesota, so I didn't I didn't get in on the start of the I didn't bet the start of it. I was like, gonna have it on while I was working in the background. I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna just I'm gonna I want a little action, just a little bit to to have some some fun. What the here. appetite? What the appetite? So I looked at the live line, the over under. I was like, ah, oh, give me that under nine and a half. 
This is a game, mind you, that ended 17 to 14. <laughs> and then there are a few more runs. The line jumps to 12 and a half. I'm like, oh, shit, I'll take that. Give me that under. I chase the under all the way to 15 and a half. And then I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. So I made three losing bets on the under. And then you bet the over? Live. No, I didn't. Lost I, that one? I just, I just eventually was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but I made three live bets on the under and just watched these horrific pitchers for both sides. I mean, it was one of those days that the Tigers and Twins both have been, should have been sent down to AAA, their bullpens. And it, was, it was hard to watch. I mean, it was. I can't believe I had Tigers plus one and a half and I had to sweat that. It was, they would have, in fact, if the Twins hadn't screwed it up in the top of the ninth, Tigers would have lost that game because then they gave up three in the bottom. I mean, there was Soto. Everybody was awful. Everybody was god awful. They had a ten nothing lead, and, and you had to sweat that. Anyway, that was that was me wanting. This is why you got to be careful with action. And, and usually, I, I wish find, you would have tweeted that as like advice. I do think no. I'm not gonna sneaky bet, bet here. Bet the under on the Tigers <laughs> on that on that day. <laughs> Just kidding. What? And I do think a lot of times there is value if you see a game. You can see sometimes how a baseball game shaking out. Vegas. The, the live under, over under, doesn't move down as fast as it maybe should and adjust to it. So if you, in the second inning, you can still get really good value on an under that you kind of have that vibe and that feel. And you have to be quick as well because sometimes they change so much that you think you put your bet in and then it kicks it back out because right. the odds change. And, but I, I obviously misread that. There were 31 runs scored. <laughs> I had I had nine and a half, 12 and a half. And, <laughs> Wasn't and, much of a sweat. And, and, <laughs> it was not, no, I didn't even have to watch the end. At the end, I was just pissed off at – it, it both teams. That is a story worth telling presented by our friends at Midtown Brewing Company, 402 South Washington Avenue. And um, they've got brunch, great brunch on the weekends. If you're looking for a place to go to, uh, I mean, they've expanded the brunch menu to mimosa flights. It's just a great place to kick off your weekend. If you want to sit outdoors, they've got a covered uh, outdoor patio section that's great. Indoor, it's, it's, it's airy and cozy. I don't know how to completely uh, explain the vibe, but it's just absolutely awesome and an outstanding menu. Great drink selections. And also, Midtown Brewing Company is hiring. So if you know somebody or you yourself are looking to get into the restaurant business, I'm going to tell you, it's a place where the workers I've seen enjoy each other. I think it's a, it's a place where people bond. It's a good place to work. Uh, they're, they're good guys to work for. Um, and go to Midtown Brewing Company uh, on Facebook, and there's, there's more information on how to do that. And you can take a look at their brunch menu as well. All right, back to the Groovy Donut Twitter question. Next one from our friend Gavin. Which Detroit team will be the last of the four to win their uh, next or the first for the Lions championship? So wait, I, which would be the next to win a championship? Right. Um, and, but he's saying, obviously, the first Super Bowl would be the Lions' first one. Right, right. So who's your guess? The, the last team will be the Lions, I would have to guess. Who's the, next, who's the first? Uh, the first? Uh, man, that's a good question. I would say the Pistons, maybe. It feels like that with the I K just feel thing, like right? the NBA yeah. thing, you can kind of flip it around a little bit and maybe make an NBA Finals and maybe get one like the 4 team did. I, I mean, I want to say the Tigers, but who friggin' knows? The Red Wings, I don't know anything much about it, so I would definitely. The thing about once the Red Wings go. But it has to be the Lions last. Right? And, and once you become a playoff team again in hockey, the 8 seed wins it half the time anyway. So, you know, they just got to get back to that level. Um, yeah, the Lions are last. I think the other three, though, you can make an argument any which way. Because even for the Pistons, as good as they get here in the next few years, you you have to pass people. Um, and there are a number of really good teams out there that aren't aren't going anywhere. Like uh, the Bucks aren't going to get awful. Like you got to get better than them. Um, in, in but now the Lakers have like a Westbrook. complete All Star team now. So is that is that 
Are they going to be good with that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. know how that's going to work, man. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Gavin, with this one, what's a better feeling than what us Detroit fans are feeling right now? Well, good sex, but Gavin, you're too young for that. So um, I would say fifteen. I thought kids were having sex by now. I He's probably behind. It. I would not recommend it. Now, I would. Dad listens. Dude, to if it. I was fifteen, his dad probably would pat him on the back. No, that's not how this works, dude, man. I believe a lot me. of parents listening. Not no, dude, Gavin, don't do it. Check out those teachers, Gavin. Don't do it. Those oh my teachers God. are getting in trouble is, all the time. Fix this and post. <laughs> Holy crap. Fix You're this. telling me 15-year-old Graham Couch, if it was presented to him, you wouldn't have taken sex from a teacher? You're full of shit. No comment. No comment. Gavin. Fancy up next. Has Michigan with Juwan Howard surpassed Michigan State in, in the state as the premier destination for players who are wanting to go pro? We will answer that right after this break. Couch in the Rue, presented by Skyman Premium Cannabis, and our Friday show by Mark and Jay from North Coast Wealth Management. You have an annual physical to make sure you are healthy. What do you do to make sure you remain financially fit? Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management specialize in thoughtful and objective investment guidance designed to keep your finances in shape. Call today at 248-626-2000 and ask for either Mark or Jay. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally-grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan, and use the promo code code couch and roof 20 for 20 percent off your first visit sky mint cannabis you'll love this place come enjoy irresistible award-winning handcrafted donuts and locally roasted coffee at groovy donuts surprise your family or co-workers with special holiday designs and flavors or put the perfect finishing touch on an event with a custom order birthdays weddings gender reveals our friends at groovy donuts are your answer experience the groovy donuts difference for yourself on lake lansing road in east lansing or in williamston get more information or place an order at groovydonuts.com where else can you cheer on your team enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi sip on handcrafted cocktails or one of 46 beers on tap Take your game day or date night to Cask and Company Kitchen Bar or Front 43 Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American Asian menu. Catch the game on one of 30 60 inch TVs or stop in for the all you can eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Cask and Company or Front 43 on East Saginaw in Lansing. Find Couch in the Rude podcasts on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and the Rube's favorite, Podcast Addict. Couch in the Rube, presented by Skyman Premium Cannabis and Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management. Digging into your Groovy Donut Twitter questions. The donut of the week right now at Groovy Donuts. Chocolate-covered cherry. This thing looks outstanding. Available at either of their two locations. That's on Lake Lansing Road uh, in East Lansing, also in Williamson. They're open 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thursday through Sunday. All right, so the the question we left you with was, 
has Michigan uh, with Juwan Howard surpassed Michigan State in this state as the premier destination for players who are wanting to go pro? And I, I don't think we, we know that. And I think I, I, the programs are obviously very close. I think Howard is attractive for a lot of reasons. He runs a pro-style offense. I think he's a guy who was in the NBA for two decades. If you're a big man, he's certainly somebody you'd want to work with. Um, I, I can see why you'd want to play for him. Michigan State's had immense winning. They've had great success, too, from guys who played there in the pros. So I, I, don't, I don't know that there's evidence of that yet because um, we just haven't had enough guys who Howard has recruited himself go to the pros. And we haven't seen what that is. But, I mean, I, I don't think it's – if you're a, a top recruit in this state and you're trying to decide between those two places, um, you know, I don't think it's Izzo's world anymore. Next up from Vansy, question for the Rube. How many dates in before you tell a woman about your memorabilia cards collection? I'd say wait for the wedding and then tell her. No, um, <laughs> I wouldn't – oh, man, that's a good question. I would say at least – I wouldn't be very descriptive about it, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to let the the lady know how much money you're spending on this in case if it does get serious, and then she knows. It's best. Graham knows this. It's best uh, if the woman in your life doesn't know a lot of things. So I guess, you know, I, I would I would say maybe second date kind of. I don't know how it, would, how it would come up. Like maybe what are your hobbies? But I would say 10 years in a marriage. Why? It's not no, that bad. Kidding. It's not kidding. that bad of a hobby. No, it's, it's not. not like you know. It's not. I dress up like a Furby or something. Make, here's what here here would be my thing. Make sure there is a my sign pony. that she really likes you first. Yes, that would be a good. So idea. when she is forming the idea about what she thinks about you, like there were lots of signs with Elizabeth that I knew, and and there are little things like at one point she and her mother, she had been in Kalamazoo as a senior in high school when I started at the Kalamazoo Gazette in 2005, and she used to be part of these students that wrote like these Saturday columns. And I, we didn't know each other back then. But she went with her mother to the library to look back in the archives to see if we were ever in the same paper together. And that was like a sign to me that, like, hey, she cares enough to, like, take her mom to the library to look at the stuff. Maybe she really digs me. And there are lots of little things like that. So if, if, if there are little things where you go, this person likes you, and it doesn't have to be that serious either. It can be just the way they do something or sort of – and just, women collect awful shit, too. So yes, I'm sure she yes. has a terrible collection of live, laugh, love signs in her house or, like, like plates or something like that. Like, so you're like, not the only one. that. And by the way, memorabilia and card collecting isn't a bad thing. It's not like you're a pedophile or something. No, no. Like, yeah, my wife collects <laughs> fiesta wear. And we've been at, like, what? The, the amount of fiesta wear is, But like, you said it as if we all should know what the hell you're talking about. Those are, like, kind of dishes, plates. L- lots of people know what oh. fiesta wear is because they, they have it in their lives or their spouses do. Like, there's a fiesta wear factory and, like, uh, extra damaged, slightly damaged plate store uh, in West Virginia in that little sliver that's, like, between Ohio and Pennsylvania. So on the way to Penn State sometimes... My wife will go with me. We'll stay in Pittsburgh. And on the way back, we'll... Um, How many does she have? I mean, that's all our dishes. Like, we can't... We don't have We don't have plates. All my plates are in the basement somewhere. So it's just one giant fiesta. Yeah, of different colors and everything, yeah. And your plates are downstairs. Yeah. That's awesome. Graham Petty up next. The Big Ten West has a big bargaining chip with a spot in their West division. I know Notre Dame is a pipe dream. Wouldn't Oklahoma get a good money and competitive balance by being placed in the Big Ten West? As long as they could guarantee OSU in the East, they could get money and wins. 
Yeah, the problem is Oklahoma is not like a top 100 school or research institute. Like, it doesn't fit the Big Ten profile. And whether that matters or not, some, I hear some people saying, well, that's just snobby and nobody cares about the academics. But the Big Ten cares about fit, and Oklahoma doesn't fit. Texas fits. Oklahoma doesn't. Because if it was just about competitive balance, there'd be lots of ways to go. If it's about eyeballs only, Oklahoma would make sense. And, and you could make Oklahoma an offer that, I mean, absolutely, re- rekindle their Nebraska rivalry, puts them in the Big Ten West, uh, adds eyeballs to the Big Ten, and and, and so I, I absolutely I think Oklahoma and the Big Ten West is somebody who doesn't give a rat's ass about the a- academics all that much. Um, not that it's a bad thing, and not that the, having sort of a um, graduate research theme throughout and all that stuff is is a bad thing, but I, I think having Oklahoma and the Big Ten West would be amazing. That's just not what's happening though. Ken Chu up next is Bedlam over, or will they still play? I don't know. Is that a soccer thing? No, Bedlam is um, Bedlam is the, uh, the the football matchup between uh, Oklahoma and uh, Oklahoma State. Ah, gotcha. So the um, we will see. I I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, a lot of places say they're going to do something, and then scheduling gets difficult four or five years away. So I wouldn't it be weird if we knew something like that? That question that he just asked. If all of a sudden we actually had a source and knew that. Yeah, my source. Because I don't even think they know if they're going to keep doing. No, it. I don't think they know. Ken, with this one up next, uh, how come when I like a tweet, sometimes it makes a noise and sometimes it doesn't? I learned Twitter from Izzo. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, maybe you have your phone turned up. I don't know. Does it sometimes do that for you or not? I don't know what that is. I don't have any sounds turned yeah, up. I don't think I have. So I haven't even. I don't know what that is, Ken. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Maybe the skyman is in you. Yeah, <laughs> that's happened to me where I could have swore there was somebody's uh, watch going off when I was watching a game the other night. Can so. blink twice if you if you if you're high right now from skyman. <laughs> Can't tell. Maybe maybe says I have one day left in Northern Michigan. What do I do? So I reached out to Michelle, and she is in the not uh, she's in the country not far from Petoskey, and Petoskey's a cool town. Almost took a job there. Beautiful in the summer. But if I were in that area, I would work my way up, if you haven't been up M22 yet, to like Northport and Leland and Sutton's Bay and just hang around those towns for lunch and dinner and, and, and drinks and, and the, the, the views and, and all that stuff. That would be my play for, for, you know, it's a little ways from Petoskey, but it's not that far. It's just on the other side of Traverse City, and that would be the way I would spend my time. Roll a blunt, take a lot of photos. Next one for Maybe Meeby, who is the wor- worst gift giver in your life, worst gift you've ever received? Who's the worst gift giver in your life, Jason? It has to be my grandfather, uh, John R. Nick II, because he hated Christmas and told me once, he leaned over and whispered, he goes, when grandma dies, so does Santa. <laughs> I never laughed so far. We hated each other, but I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> One of the funniest things that Deadbeats ever said. But, um, yeah, he was the worst. And my grandma, Nick, she was really good about giving cash. She had to hide it from my grandfather, so she'd put it like in the right pocket and then whisper it to me when I left. She's like, "Right pocket," but she would get me. She would get me the same thing every year, like a golf shirt, because I said I wanted a golf shirt one year. So the next five years, I got golf shirts. So rest in peace, Grandma Nick. But it was awful. That's amazing. Yeah, good story. Steve Beckman up next. Now that Graham has experience playing goalie against penalty kicks. What does he think the rules should be when Jason? Oh Jesus! When Jason joins the context next, next summer, shots from further back, both of you in goal at the same time. No pregame pregame skyment for Jason. 
They definitely don't want the SkyMet pregame. Fuck that. You, you can't. I am taking SkyMet. I'm going to be blown out to the gills doing this. We, we would be we would collide too much. You don't want to be both in, in, in What if we just goal. like held hands though? <laughs> like spaced out? The uh, <laughs> It would be better in some ways if it was further back, but it wouldn't be right. I mean, I think ultimately, it, first of all, it's got to be a women's team because that's where the original thing came from. Can we put it where, where Rapino kicked it today? That's where it would be. That's where it was four th- feet away from the goalie. That was me. That was where they were. What do you think Phil's shot against Jesus. me was? Those are close. That's a penalty kick. That's a penalty kick. Twelve yards. It's nothing. I could still stop Phil Friend though. There you go. Well, Phil, you, it's got to be Phil Friend and uh, a women's side and several high level women's players. That's what's got to be. <laughs> Listen, I go by the rube. Haven't I done enough? You have to see me like fall flailing on the floor. On the grass. Uh, David Jackson up next is Pat, Fitz, uh, Pat Fitzgerald protecting his ass because he expects to lose when he asserts that Michigan State has a big advantage because all of the new players. Doesn't this mean that having zero returning starters is better than returning 22 starters? Only if, you know, it's the old Judd Heathcote line, right? There's good news and bad news. Good news is we've got everybody back. The bad news is we've got everybody back. If your team sucks, um, you don't want everybody back. I, I, I do like... The money line, I don't know if you can take the money line yet um, with Michigan State because I think they're a six-point dog against Northwestern. That game to me is a complete toss-up. You never know what Northwestern's going to be from year to year. You certainly don't know what Michigan State's going to be. The talent can't be that different. Michigan State just won last year even when Northwestern was having a banner year. Like, I'm not saying taking the the the, the spread makes a lot of sense necessarily. It's six. I, I, I would like it overall, but the money line... If you can get Michigan State, what would the money line be like? Plus one seventy or something like that for MSU? Yeah, rather. Yeah, that that just what I think is a total toss up. That's a great value play. Uh, next one from David, who is having a better rookie year, Akil Badu or Eric Haas, and can Jason spell them both? <laughs> I actually put Akil and Eric in there for you. I appreciate. Can you that. spell Eric? No, E R I C K. Who would you take? Is uh, Go play with your Big Ten magnets, David. <laughs> would you put those in order of how you think it's going to finish out? Who would you take? Is uh, who is having the better rookie year? I gotta is Haas is right. Board, they're both having kind of the same kind of year, incredible years. And what's right. interesting is neither is a big prospect. Haas is an older guy who finally gets his shot, so you feel great for him. Badu is a Rule Five pick who's just been incredible. I think it would be Badu just because of the way he's sort of electrified things and, and how much he's improved. Like, he had that initial surge when nobody had seen him, and he was great at the beginning of the year. Then some teams figured him out, and he had a tough stretch. And what I've been most impressed with is how he's come back from that. Because some people, what was the guy, like, years ago for the Tigers, like in 2004 or five, Talk had uh, like 11 homers in April and then disappeared from baseball, the white guy. Shel- uh, uh, Shelton, yeah. Helton? Chris, Shel- Chris Shelton. Shelton. Yeah, so uh, I, I would Red go Badu, but Haas has been outstanding i don't i don't know that's a that's a that's a really good question we had a couple more from david um then uh, msc smokestack dark mantonio mojo jojo bo mcjunkins the professor Polly show mr neurotic pants so on and so forth some great groovy donut twitter questions still coming up couch in the rube presented by skyman premium cannabis cannabis and mark and jay from north coast wealth management
this is Mary Stucco with Education Unfiltered. Education is so important, and it doesn't mean you have to have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or a PhD. It's really about what is best for you and what you need to take, whether it's a certificate or studying something in the trades or you need an associate's degree to further develop yourself. There's a great opening for people at all ages and at all stages of life who are looking to go back into education and redevelop themselves. Check out my latest podcast with Davenport University and Lansing Community College as they join forces to host an online event to start or finish your degree. Like and subscribe to Spotlight Podcast on our YouTube and Facebook pages and watch all my episodes or you can listen in on your favorite podcast platforms including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play by simply searching Education Unfiltered. This is Mary Stucco. See you soon with more conversation on Education Unfiltered. When it's your moment, that once-in-a-lifetime moment, you don't just want jewelry. You can get that anywhere. You want a memory that will go down in history. Your history. Your moment. We're Metawar, crafted with exquisite style, quality, and love. So your present will be stunning every time you look at it. Every time someone notices it. And they will notice. We've devoted our lives to this art, and we're proud to share it with you. The gift you want to give is here. Metawar Jewelers in Lansing, Ogemus, Jackson, Portage, and Brighton. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Great to be with you, Michael Patrick. You're the show I would want to be on. Forget those other ones. Michael Patrick, it's always a pleasure to be on the air with the Key and the Airways. Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> That's a very good question. Those are all great questions. Good morning. Thank you. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. NBC News Radio, I'm Lisa Taylor. The CDC is pleading with Americans to acknowledge the war has changed. That's the latest message from the federal agency amid the spread of the COVID Delta variant. Multiple reports say the internal document called the variant that's sweeping across the country highly contagious. The warning came as the health agency is now recommending vaccinated folks wear masks indoors in areas with high levels of infection. A big meeting is scheduled at the White House today on voting rights. President Biden will meet with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. See, it's the president's meeting, and so it's his agenda. Uh, But uh, it is uh, well known to the administration and to the United States Senate that the H.R. 1 is uh, essential to us in the House. Democrats have become increasingly alarmed about new voting laws in Republican-led states. The longstanding Senate filibuster rule is slowing down Democrats from moving legislation aimed at counteracting the new laws in Republican-led states. Lisa Taylor, NBC News Radio. Michael Patrick Shields here with Matt Rhodes at Dusty Cellar. 2020's gone. There's some things I won't miss, but there sure are some things here I want to hold on to. Yeah, as unusual as 2020 was, there'll be one concert for 2021 and that our 6 for 60 wine club is going strong and will continue to do so for the upcoming year. I know you added some options, the Pinot Grigio, the Rosé, Parducci, and all the reds and whites and mixed. Going to do the same this year? Absolutely. We'll carry on with all the variations of the club we offered this past year and we'll be looking for more creative new club ideas as the year goes on. I do like those top shelf, top 100 selections. You have over 100 wines offered at $15 or less, but they're all highly rated by a wine publication. Will you keep that up? Absolutely. 100 wines, red, white, rosé, dry, sweet, whatever your taste will have a wine for you at $15 or less, a highly rated wine, a great value. Cheers. And you can join me in the Dusty Cellar 6 for 60 Wine Club. Just pop on DustyCellar.com and have a look or go on into the store on Grand River in Okemos, just a little east of the Meridian Mall. Cheers, Michael. 
I'm Tony Cuthbert with your Spotlight Sports Update. The Pistons selected Oklahoma State guard Cade Cunningham with the first overall pick in the NBA draft. Detroit added Michigan forward Isaiah Livers, Iowa center Luca Garza, and Florida State center Balsha Copraviza in the second round. The Pistons also traded center Mason Plumley to the Hornets. The Rockets took Jalen Green second. The Cavaliers drafted Evan Mobley third. The first surprise came with the Raptors selecting Scotty Barnes leaving Jalen Suggs to be taken by the Magic. The Tigers' winning streak is up to three games after a 6-2 victory over the Baltimore Orioles at Comerica Park. Miguel Cabrera went deep twice for Detroit and now sits at 497 career homers. Casey Mize notched his sixth win, surrendering just one run on four hits in seven innings. Tarek Skubal gets the start for the Tigers tonight, while the Orioles send Matt Harvey to the mound. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Room. We begin hour two of Couch in the Roo, presented by Skyment Premium Cannabis, inspiring people to do better, feel better, look better, just be better every day of their lives. And our Friday shows brought to you by Mark and Jay from North Coast Wealth Management. If you have questions about retirement, investing, these are your guys. You can call them at 248-626-2000. You can visit uh, their, their website, northcoastwm.com. Or email them, info at northcoastwm.com. Ask for Mark and Jay. All right, let's dig back into these Groovy Donut Twitter questions. All right, next up is David Jackson. Mize, Manning, Scooble. Is it obvious who will be the better pitcher five years from now? Or instead, could Spencer Turnbull become the staff ace? Yeah, I don't think it's clear at all. I mean, would you have Mize? a pick? I mean, yeah. do we, are we forgetting last night's game? Seven shutout innings. He was really good. There's, there, but He's been really good. Scooball's got good stuff, too. Uh, like I think Scooball would be the other guy that I would – I think Scooball or Mize. Like Turnbull is coming off the injury, although all these guys are going to go through it. Some, everybody's going to have the Tommy Johns, what they do now in baseball. Um, I like Turnbull a lot. I, I think they made a mistake the way they developed him. They pitched him too much early. And, what, 2019, he pitched like what, 30 million innings or something like that when he, when they were a horrible team and – Look what happened to his arm. Uh, we'll see how he comes back. My guess would be Miser Scooball. Um, I think Scooball's stuff is pretty damn good. I, but and Manning could be good too, right? I don't and, know and, about and, the best out of the group. And but. a lot of his mental and how you pitch. I love the way Mize is pitching right now. Like Mize is not trying to be this over strikeout dude, right? He, I mean, he's he was really efficient yesterday. And yeah, the Orioles suck, but it was fun to watch. I, I guess my money would be on Mize, but I wouldn't be surprised with Scooball. Is that Graham starting it enough? A little bit. Okay. Uh, David, with this one, if Grant Long beat Cade Cunningham in a pickup basketball game, would Graham use the transitive po- property to claim that he shouldn't have been the number one overall pick in the draft? Absolutely. Well, that would be concerning if Cade Cunningham lost to Grant Long, though. It would be. As the number one overall pick. It would be very concerning. 20 e- years old. Even in a, in a one-on-one where a, a bigger guy can back down a guy. Number one, Grant Long is not that tall. In the old school, a guy like Grant Long is a power 40. He's like 6'8". Cade, Cade Cunningham 6'8". I, mean, I don't even know if Grant Long would play in the NBA today, given the way the game's changed. MSC, smoke steak. 
Stack should be smoke stack. I smoke stack. Why do so many players forfeit eligibility only to not get drafted? Bad advice, a selfish uncle, false confidence, COVID. Seems like it happens now more than ever. Yeah, and bad advice is the biggest thing. Bad it could, people be my, trust. could be the media as well. I, the, I, if you start reading about yourself like Aaron Henry did, the way he, you guys were touting him is hands down, he's going to the, the next level. That's not why. You got people in your ear, though, who aren't giving great advice. Or you have people that need you. I think some of these guys feel pressure mm-hmm. to you know their family members that depend on them. It's different for each kid. I wish there was like one kid when they came to college. or one, Sorry, one guy when each kid came to college, they would have to write down a name to that coach. And that guy, be it an uncle somewhere, the dad, a cousin, whoever it was, that was the guy who usually gave them bad advice. They would have to think it through, and that person wasn't allowed to talk to them for the next four years. <laughs> like you got to pick one person in your life. But it's going to be more than that. Than yeah, just yeah. one I mean, person, one absolutely. uncle. And some of these guys that come from you know certain neighborhoods, you want to just get the hell out of there. I can't blame them I, I for do, trying. I do wish, and, and look, life has consequences, and you do this stuff to, to some degree. It's on you, and, and that's just part of growing up. I, I do wish that there were, um, I, especially in the NFL, basketball is a little different because I think there are more options in in basketball overseas and, and other ways to make money, and uh, it's pretty. It should be a little more evident where you're going to get drafted. I think football is more of a crapshoot. Like you'll hear guys, I somewhere fourth to seventh round, you know, and then he doesn't get drafted at all. I think if you don't get drafted in football and you've got eligibility remaining, you ought to be able to go back. Now the problem is that would be. Um, the, the see you can't go till after three years anyway, so it wouldn't be a ton of underclassmen, but it might be everybody trying to do that, and so you you would have to put some parameters on there. I just wish there was a little more of a fail safe in football. Dark Mantonio up next. Who's core big three makes their team a better championship favorite next year? Nets or Lakers? Who are you taking? I, man, I just don't know how this Lakers thing is going to work out with AD, Russ, and LeBron. Um. I'm going to go Nets. Same. Because the I Nets. just don't get the Lakers thing there. I mean, I don't know who's more likely to stay healthy either. But the Nets, when they were all healthy for a minute and rolling, looked dangerous as hell. And I'm not the Lakers didn't get that this year. But, I, yeah, I don't but know. Why are people surprised that the Lakers are doing this? LeBron didn't come to L.A. Right. to just sit around and play for a seventh seed. No, they're going to have to make moves. It was a great trade for both teams, I thought. They weren't going anywhere with Russell Westbrook. No, it it yeah. gave them some flexibility. They, got, they didn't give up a draft pick. They got... Got, and Bradley Beal hasn't asked um, out, which has been interesting. Soon. Right? Um, Next season. Well, he hasn't, but that's interesting that he hasn't. A lot of guys would have. And so I think this was – in the Lakers, you got, you're trying to win now. And I understand Anthony Davis isn't that old, and he may have a second run with you in a, in, with a different uh, and you iteration. Know he's going to miss 35 games, so yeah. it'll just be LeBron and Russ for a while. But, but yeah, yeah, to me – you take a you take a shot. Does it all work? I I don't know. It, it's certainly a much more one on one team than. But I also well, who they get rid of it. KCP in that trade. I'm not a big KCP guy, so that was a good move. Dark Mantonio with this question is Beeline the main reason Livers became a Piston. That's a really good question. We were thinking about having James Edwards on today. He they had right now like right now as we're recording this uh, at two o'clock Eastern time. On Friday, uh, they have a press conference. So we're going to have James on next Wednesday. We'll, we'll get into everything with uh, the Pistons and what he knows and and, and how things came to be. Um, you know, it just probably doesn't, I mean, hurt that Beeline, who recruited Livers and coached him, and, and, and I think they have admiration for each other, is in the organization. Uh, but Troy Weaver obviously wouldn't make that pick either if he didn't agree. And uh, I think Livers is, is going to be a, a really solid pro 
savvy guy, rotation guy, and I think he'll be a guy who can hit shots who is a rotation guy for the Pistons for a while. We can, we're dropping MFers now? Dark, with this question, which uh, uh, Wagner do you consider to be the best basketball player? Oh, it's Franz by a ways, right? I mean, Mo kind of washed out of the NBA already. I think Franz is a, yeah. Franz higher upside with Franz. Way higher upside. Next one from Dark. I know we get lots of big stories going on. NBA draft, the Olympics, college conferences are char- are changing. But I am going to do a July, not much sports are going on kind of question. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of D'Antonio players that he recruited and played at MSU? So this is, uh, I think Darquez Denard is, is up there. Um, do you go? Connor Cook. Connor Cook is on there. I think you um, have to. Yeah, I, that's a really good, you know, do you go, um, that's a really good question. All right, hold on. Give me one second here. I got you. Thank you. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't get much of it. Darquez Denard, I'm putting on there. Um, Connor Cook is on there. He didn't recruit Javon Ringer, so that Ringer doesn't count. Kirk Cousins, so this is my out of my top 50 list. Kirk Cousins and, and Connor Cook would be the next two guys. Connor Cook before Cousins in terms of the crew. So, you have two quarterbacks. So it's Cook, Cousins, Darquez Denard. Uh, the next guy that he recruited that's on my list. Jalen Watts Jackson. And again, this list was not uh no. Um I would go boy, all the way down to like a, a Jeremy Langford. LJ Scott. Max Bulla. I mean, Max Bulla is an interesting one because of the way he finished, but Max Bulla certainly is in terms of importance. Um not LJ Scott. It might be Le'Veon Bell. Um, Jack Conklin, although he didn't really recruit him, he was a walk Darian Harris. You're just saying names now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to get this thing going. I don't know. Though, among those five, I would Jayla say. Jayla Watts-Jackson. How about that? Okay. Mojo Jojo, up next. How did the Cubs miss their window this badly from potential dynasty to only one ship? So what's weird about the Cubs is while their window was, you know, what, six years Look at the Tigers' window. Years. We got zero. Change. Right, that's what I'm saying. You'd rather be the Cubs and and have a, a window that's half the length of the Tigers' run, and yet you got a championship. I am not hearing "woe is me" from anyone that has won a World Series or a championship. I'm not hearing it. No, and I think I think there's frustration. Like the national fans. I do think there's frustration. They didn't get as much out of it as they could have. Sure. Um, and I think part of it is you know their approach was interesting. So they had some injuries and other things, and some off the field stuff, and some of their guys didn't develop quite as well. The other thing they did, it's the very the opposite of what the Tigers are doing now. They drafted almost entirely position players, and then they just signed pitchers. And that sometimes their pitching wasn't great. The Tigers are saying, loading up with arms, and now they're getting some position players in there as well, and they're going to sign position players. For a while, I really hated the Tigers' method, but it seems to be coming together a little bit more. And and they found they found some position players that you maybe didn't know were going to be position player dudes that we're going to be part of the future that are going to be part of the future. So I actually don't hate the way the Tigers have done it. it took too long. I still don't fully trust Alavila, but I don't hate the way where they are. And there's if, as long as they're willing to now do what the Cubs did with pitchers, they got to go out and spend on hitters. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, I mean, it, 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 I don't know exactly how it all happened, but it is remarkable that they didn't get a longer run out of it. I will always remember where I was when Anthony Rizzo was traded. <laughs> I will remember where I was when the Cubs won the World Series. I was in a bar in Chicago. 
on uh, apparently it was, it was wow one upper okay. on my birthday. All right, cool. Bo McJunkins up next. I bought MSU versus Michigan tickets this season. I'm not going to be able to go, am I? Thanks, Uncle Ned, and all your well-researched non-mainstream media unbiased news source from Facebook that shows the real truth on vaccines. Darwin is coming for some of these people, and it's sad. I'm a little concerned about football season. I, I'm because it's an outdoor deal. Um, I mean, you do see what happened to the Faster Horses Festival. I think that's up to like 66 cases. And there will be some cases that come from They're going to try and play, and they're going to try and have full stadiums at MSU. What I need to look into when I get back a little bit is MSU is sending out um, offers for partial season ticket plans, which means they have not sold as many season tickets as usual. Given how much there is a, a hunger for MSU football, for a real season, for people been away, that tells you there are still a lot of people who are nervous who aren't coming back this year yet. And so I'm very curious to see what it looks like. Um, I I am I'm getting frustrated because I really really want something that's a little more normal. I want to be at games. I want to do real interviews. I don't want to do. I mean I don't mind Zoom for certain things. I did not want to do another Zoom groom interview in my whole life. I want them to exist forever. You do. I know. Can I ask Captain COVID a question? Now I'm going to a the national. It's the biggest card show in America on Saturday. 440,000 square feet, a lot of sweaty dudes wearing Crocs. Should I mask up even though I'm vaccinated? And I'm being honest. I'll take yeah, your No, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I can't, I, you know, Therese and I were talking about it, and I was kind of leaning towards wearing a mask. Yeah. Even I'm where where is off. it? It's in uh, Illinois. Where it's in near Illinois? near Chicago. Okay, which, which near? Uh, but a lot of people are coming from a lot of places, right, is the thing. That is true. Okay. All over the country. I would – I mean, like, I have not been wearing one at all unless – I was at a funeral last week, and and they wanted people to wear them, um, and and so I did. And, and you know, there've been a few situations where that's been the norm. But in that case, I I don't know. It depends. I guess it would depend on how I feel. Like I would take one if you get in there, and it feels like it's jam packed with people. You're I've indoors, seen videos, the pictures, ceilings, the ceilings are low. It's no, it's high ceilings, but there's going to be a ton of people at this. Yeah, thing. I would be. I don't know. I I mean, there aren't that many breakthrough cases, but you see what happened to Ryan Field and. Uh, you know the former Fox Sports Detroit guy, MSU grad. But he's not like York. super sick. It doesn't get you super sick, is what I've. Well, he got really read. sick, but not. Yeah, right. It's not sick like hospital sick. Okay. So I mean, but you do you do have diabetes? I do. Thank you for my. Yeah. So that. like I'm saying, it's not. You're not. Um. I. I don't know. I. I would. I would play it based on my vibe. Did I you have just grasped out my question yeah. about COVID yeah. to wear a mask. Yeah, I did. If you bring it with you, if I was in Bay City, Michigan, I'd, I'd wear one. <laughs> You'll get on Twitter and flamethrow about COVID, but Graham stouts me on it. Uh, next one from Bo McJunkins. If you were a baseball commissioner for a year, what would you do to improve the game? As long as you're not Rob Manfred, you're hired. What would you do? Steroids, legal. Yeah, let them go back to doing whatever they're doing with the that ball. That was fun. So, it so was that, fun then. And let them have the spin rate on the ball, too, so they're not tearing up their arms trying not to have it. Stick them, roids. So yeah, see the, who wins. The pitchers can have the stick them the the, the St- stick them versus roids. Yeah, right. No. I don't know what would you do that would make it. What what was what would about baseball would make you watch more games and get more into it? I definitely um, the batters are you know not allowed to take. There would be like a shot clock on the batters. Yeah. The routines that some of these guys yep. do that step out of the batters. Box. Same with slow pitchers. Like sure. you got it. It's it's some pitchers of that and brutal. Yep. You got, you got to pick that up, and you know I don't have a problem with uh, I don't know mound visits to a degree. Maybe maybe mound visits. I would I don't I don't want 
like after this, I'm a little shell shocked after the 17 to 14 game. Like I don't want that game ever again, especially when I have the under. Um, <laughs> it was kind of fun when you had a plus one and a half, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next one from Bo. What is the one thing the general public does that drives you nuts? Mine is people that block up aisles at the grocery store talking. No one needs to hear the story that your granddaughter plays a mean recorder. Helen, grab your soup and move the fuck over. Hashtag not a story worth telling. Not a story worth telling. Presented by our friends at Midtown Brewing <laughs> Company, by the way. And that's 402 South Washington uh, Avenue. And uh, by, uh, next beginning of next week, you're looking for a place to have dinner like Monday night. 20% off your tab, Midtown Brewing Company. Uh, just a terrific menu, great beer selection. Uh, if you like stout beer, the American stout they have at Midtown Brewing Company is my absolute favorite dark beer. And um, Graham would, Stout. They should make a beer <laughs> called Graham Stout. I would give that a, I would give that a shot. Um, one thing, what, what's one thing the public does that drives you insane? Hogs the left lane. Doesn't get over to let people over. They do 71 miles an hour. And I wish there was a way to knock them out of the way, not hurt them in any way. Maybe their car flips over, but they still live. No injuries or anything. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, I can't, it just drives me absolutely nuts. No, I think that. Get the fuck over. The I, would, I would take, and I'll stay with that. I agree with that. I'm with you on that. The, the, the um, sort of other end of that is I hate people just tailgate dangerously on people's asses, like come up behind you. Yes. And, and that is like, in both cases, I would love to just have like a lasso that you could throw at the cars and like, they jam on the brakes. Yeah, yeah. I do call. Do you ever? I call nine one one sometimes on dangerous drivers just because I'm pissed at them. Really? Yeah. If they're, if they're, can well, we get those nine one one calls? What do you say? <laughs> I panic. No, I'm kidding. Um, do you are I'm, you serious? Yeah. If you're, a, you've I'm, called nine one one on a dangerous driver. Oh yeah, at like least twenty DUI of them or life. speeding. Well, it, it's not just hey that guy's going ninety. It's like that guy's weaving in and out of traffic dangerously. And Nar- narc coach. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I, yeah. But what do you say to nine one one? Well, I give them the license plate. What's your emergency, sir? Yeah, there's a really dangerous driver on the road here on uh, okay. 496 where, where and, at, sir? 496 and whatever. Okay, what do you want us to do about it, sir? Well, if you pull my ass over instead, I'm going to say, where the fuck were you with this? Okay, can you tell us where you're at? Because we'll pull you over. Okay. Why are you taking up our time? They, they, they listen you realize to... there's no way we're going to be able to catch him? They listen respectfully He's every doing time. 120 on the highway. Professor up next. If you could play the main character in a sports movie, which would it be? How about you? Where are you at on this? Oh my goodness. If you could play the main character in a sport in a in a one that's already been made. So I, I think I don't know. the key for me here is attractive co star. Right? Is that where I mean that to me is where we're going. That's where you're going. That's where I'm going. All right. So like um, you know, for the love of the game, was it Kelly Preston? I was a big fan of her back then. Um that that would be um, but that's who you'd play? No, I'd play Kevin Costner's character to be opposite her. Yeah. Right? I mean... Maybe Tin Cup, Renee Russo, in her prime. Yeah. I would love to play Shooter in, uh, in Hoosiers. Play the drunk, you know, the drunk dad, uh, Dennis <laughs> Hopper's character. Why, just so you get drunk and get paid to act? Yeah. <laughs> and jump around on the bed and say, no, te- no school this small has ever won a state championship. I still can't believe you called 911 on people. That's funny. Um, next from Paul E. Show. Graham, of all the people you've interviewed, who stands out as the most misunderstood? And Jason, of all the bad decisions you've made, which one is the most regrettable? So this is a great question, both of them. And, and I've been thinking about it since I read this a little more than an hour ago. Because it, it's a hard question. Because one of the things that happens, you start thinking about people, 
But if you've truly interviewed them well or they've, people have gotten to know them, they're no longer really misunderstood. And then there are people who are exactly who you think they are. Connor Cook is exactly who you think he is, right? There's no misunderstanding with him. Uh, I, you know, the, the guy I always point out was one of my favorite interviews. It was a guy named Jerome Harrison who played for, and I've talked about this probably before, played for the Lions and he had uh, the, um, the tumor at the end of his career, brain tumor. Uh, but he played for. The, he went to Kalamazoo Central, played with Greg Jennings, basketball and football there, then led the nation in rushing at Washington State, fifth-round pick of the Browns, yada, yada, yada. I did a number of stories on him. And he was always viewed, and he was this, I mean, he, he was, I'm sure in high school he was a little unreliable at times, and there were things about him that were, uh, but he was genuinely a good dude. Like he would just, after his career was over, just call you sometimes to see how you were doing. And when he was, you know, uh, and he was very private about things like, here's a guy who was loud in public. I walked into the Cleveland Browns locker room for a preseason game before, after his first preseason game of his rookie year, fifth-round pick, had like 100 all-purpose yards. And they'd open the door for the media, and he yells in front of everybody, Graham motherfucking couch. <laughs> it's humiliating. You're like this, you know, I'm like a 26-year-old kid, like, God, uh, hey, hey, JC, how you doing? Um, and so he was... L- Loud and seemed sort of gregarious, but he's a very private individual. Cared deeply about the people in his life. Great. Okay, here's a good example. Draft weekend in 2006. I'm in Kalamazoo working for the Kalamazoo Gazette where I used to work. And the same weekend, Greg Jennings and Jerome Harrison, who are very close friends, are getting drafted. So it's a busy weekend of work. And and it was clear, and this is back when the draft was two days, Saturday and Sunday. And it was clear that Jennings was going to go in the first three rounds, which was on Saturday, and, and Harrison probably in the on Sunday. So I go, I spend the day over in, in, in Jennings' house on Saturday, and there's you know 50 people there, a couple other media, uh, you know, TV people, uh, you know, all sorts of family. It's very well organized. He disappeared for a while when he was nervous. There's sweet potato pie, big official party, and all this stuff. And it was it was an interesting day, and it was it was fun to cover. And he gets drafted by the Packers and. There's a moment where he and uh, Harrison embrace on the street after that. And um, the next day, I go over to Jerome Harrison's house. He lets me in. We're in this little screen porch. It's like me and him and three of his friends. He's like in sweats and a white T-shirt just sitting on a screened-in porch watching the draft. At one point, he's he, the fourth round's going by. goes into the fifth round. There are lots of guys. I can tell he's getting a little frustrated. He comes out with this giant jug of Kool-Aid. Hey, Graham, you want some Kool-Aid? Like, just total different vibe. This is who he was. Uh, and uh, very, and then he was in the McDonald's drive-thru, actually, when he got drafted. And there's a picture. Of, his dad was a famous running back. It was the all-time leading rusher at Western Michigan. There's a picture of him hugging his dad that we took, um, that I that I took when he got back, because uh, he was in the McDonald's drive-thru when he actually got drafted. And he's sitting there with all this McDonald's in his hand, hugging his dad after being drafted. But here's a guy. The way people thought of him versus who he actually was was different. And that's a long story. I don't know if it was interesting, but. That was a story we're telling, presented by our friends at Midtown Brewing Company, 402 South Washington. Give them a try. Um, I think you're going to love this place. I thought I was going to have to bust out the Oscars music, start playing you off. You don't play me off this show. <laughs> Mr. Neurotic Pants uh, up next. Jason, will MSU have a competent offensive line next year? Oh, wait, wait, we didn't answer yours. What's the what's – the, Oh, shit. Yeah, what, I forgot. A bad, all the, yeah, mine did go long. Of all the bad decisions you made, which is uh, the most regrettable? I would definitely say – when I uh, the car accident settlement money, I wish I could have done something better with that. But other than the, ba- other the I, double bag and a Jeep, and it's, yeah, the 2010 
through uh, 2017 era was just one of the worst times of my life because of it and all the pharmaceuticals that were running through my brain at the time. I wish I could have had it, you know, after the fact. Mark and Jay could have helped me out, right? Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you get a, if you get settlement money, yes. Call Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management. Again, two four eight six two six two thousand. Info at northcoastwm.com uh, if you want to email them, um, and or you just go to northcoastwm.com for more information. Hey, Mark and Jay, should I buy a third car <laughs> when I really don't have a place to live yet? <laughs> uh, Mr. Neurotic Bands, Jason, will MSU have a competent offensive line next year? Would you bet on it? Yes. I think that there's a chance. I, I mean, mean they have to be more competent. Right. I mean, I do think they've got if, – if, I mean, health can always be screwy. But, you know, you get an all-conference left tackle from Arkansas State who I think really helps. They just don't have enough tackles in the program. It's been a big issue. Guys who are natural tackles. They've had guards playing tackle. And there's still a little of that. A little more veteran line. Like, you keep thinking this is going to be the year where it finally comes together. I think there are some elements that make you think this year they could be a little bit better. But it – and they're talking about how much more focused they are in the weight room and other things. It's been so long at this point, though, Jason. I, if I, I'm not predicting shit with the offensive line until. But I see let's it. be honest, Jim Bowman's gone. He is right. Yep. Nice guy, but it's the offensive line will be better. Mister Neurotic Pants with this one scenario: Old people are sitting in your seats. There are plenty of empty spaces, but then you'll the, you'll be near uh, obnoxious thirsty Thursday students. Should the elderly remain undisturbed? Where do you go with this? I could deal with those students, so I don't know. It depends on how elderly. Do they have walkers, and it would take a whole rigmarole to get them off the seats? So I think there are two different kinds of people in this world. Those people who like to be in their seats, the ones they paid for, the ones with their names on it regardless, and then those people just don't care. They want a nice seat. And I, I it, 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 what's interesting is post-COVID, I'm very much, let me just find a good spot that's my own, whatever. I, I don't really care if they're mine. They're people too close to me anyway. I don't want that. But if you're going to a Tigers game, I like to sit in the seats that about, we were talked about. Right? I think he's talking I, about lug nuts. I know yeah. he is. I'm, yeah. but I was just saying that yeah. Tigers, I will yes. follow the rules there. Yes. Lug nuts, you can pretty much walk wherever. And if someone tells you to get out of the seat, then get out. But Yeah. And a ball, I think you can get away with it more. If there's if there's other room and similar seats nearby, it depends how close you have to get. And at Thursday, Thursday might still be a decent-sized crowd. If you're annoyed by the people, you can just say, hey, these are my seats. If, if there aren't seats that are of similar quality anywhere else, then yes, say to the old people. It depends how old they are, too. I mean, there's a certain, like, if we're talking elderly, like, you know, parents' age or in their 70s, okay, get up and move. When when they're in, when they're in their 80s and there's, like, a walker involved or, like, moving is going to be a whole deal, like, you're going to look like a major asshole. Ten-year difference. Hey, old man. Get out of my seat, Prohibition. Come on, hurry this up. <laughs> All right, Mr. Neurotic Pants with this one. Any truth to the rumor that Fred Human will be goaltending at the Lansing FC game next week? Size does not help you in these situations, <laughs> right? It just doesn't help. I would donate a lot of money to see that. Uh, spawn of Stout sponsors up next. Did Graham Stout meet with North Coast Wealth Management to discuss his estate plan before his T-Rex arms were beaten <laughs> Like a running mule and goal. Planning on making a bad decision? Uh, CK in. Check, check. check in with my friends at North Coast to ensure your heirs are protected. Be a goldfish, Graham. Graham Stout replies, I trust all my financial needs to North Coast Wealth Management. I nearly tweeted about them earlier but decided against it. Appreciate them and you and myself. 
That's good stuff. That's a great bit. Uh, next from Spawn. What do you think about putting all of the anti-vax slash mass idiots into one place? Entice them, saying it's a QAnon, QAnon meeting. Natural selection brought to you by SkyMint Premium Cannabis. When you can't beat the stupid out of someone, pop a gummy from SkyMint and forget it's the end of times. I do that almost every night. It is. Uh, first of all, I uh, had my first experience with SkyMint where I overdid it recently. Oh, nice. Like, usually I'm pretty good, and I win. We have a question about this later. Do we about going overdoing it with SkyMint? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll hold off. I'll hold off. By the way, you did put these together. Yeah. yeah. Raccoon Graham up next. Will there be another couch? Oh, we, got, we got one more for Spawn. Oh, Spawn, sorry. While Olympic athletes represent the country, why do fat box of groovy donuts consuming <laughs> idiots offer opinions on athlete decisions? Brought to you by Weight Watchers. Do you get tired of going to the shitter? Why <laughs> you are too tubby for us? Enjoy your heart attack. <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Oh, man. Raccoon Graham. <laughs> there are times, I'll be honest, where I'm sitting there as a tub of lard uh, criticizing an athlete or something. You're like, good uh, God, what am I doing? <laughs> Do you get tired going to the shitter? Oh, that was great. I want to meet whoever that is someday. Raccoon Graham, will there be another couch in the Rube Fantasy team this upcoming season? And if so, when is the draft? We're going to have to check with Eric Schultz, but... um. Yeah, what's his schedule like? <laughs> but no, I, I do think we want to do something fun with football season. We're, <sighs> we're trying to do something uh, also with the casino. We'll see what we, we come up with in the next Yeah, next we have to weeks. do something gambling-wise. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do something. But we will do something something cool, and <laughs> we'll certainly do our weekly picks without without question. Oh, that's so good. Next from Raccoon Graham, as football inches closer, which player are you getting more and more excited to see play on the field besides quarterback? I think he's talking about MSU football. Um, you know, I'm kind of curious about the, you know, you got two transfer running backs who are, I'm, I'm curious to see that position. Um, you know, I, I think everybody wants to see if there's a freshman like a Keon Coleman, who's ready to, to actually contribute in a, which a stack position. I think those are probably the position. I mean, skill positions, offense is always going to be my, um, you know, Jalen Hunt, a defensive tackle. I'm curious about too, but, uh, I, usually it's skill position offense. Next from Raccoon Graham, heading down to Nashville today. Any spots I should uh, visit was going to go to Dollywood, but I guess they say Dolly will not be stripping. Have you ever been to Nashville? I have not. I would like to go. So Johnny, I, Johnny Cash Museum's there. Yeah, I, I mean, I would the country music. I like country music. I've never been to Nashville. At some point, I got to do it. Um, old country Joe, music. The Joe, new stuff is terrible. Yeah, Joe Rexroad's there. Um, the uh, the Grand Old Opry. I'd like to like see. Um, there are very few people have been kicked out of the Grand Old Opry. Uh, Johnny Cash is one of them. Uh, Nico Case, he broke you know broke lights and stuff. Nico Case, who's was one of my favorite artists for a long time, I haven't listened to her lately, but uh, also got kicked out because she took her shirt off on stage. Um, I would love to go there, uh, but yeah, I'd like to go to Nashville. I'm gonna have Joe Rexford show me around at some point. Uh, but I don't I don't have a lot to offer with Nashville. Where did those Grand Old Opry fun facts come from? Um, ne- Nico Case was somebody who. A buddy of mine who was a, a wrote films and stuff out in L.A. knew through a friend and who was her drummer. I want to say, and the, right. so what's great about Nico is so this drummer and he had this kind of interesting voice. They, you know, they, they met and there was a little bit of sexual chemistry and sexual tension, and then eventually 
Nico was like, screw it, let's just get this over with. (laughs) They actually had sex. And so when somebody asked him, did you sleep with Nico? He said, you don't fuck Nico, Nico fucks you. Like, (laughs) that's the way he said it. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, I don't know, but this is a story that's been passed along, whether it's true or not, I have no idea. But these are the things you learn when you have certain friends, especially when you go to an art school and some of them make it a little bit. Always ask Graham to elaborate. Story we're telling, absolutely presented by our friends at Midtown Brewing Company, 402 South Washington Avenue. And uh, first of all, my wife went there last week and had just an unbelievable meal. And I think I'm going to go there uh, this weekend and uh, catch a beer, watch a game. Buna, 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 up next. If you ever open your own business, what would it be called and what would you sell? Hmm, good question. We have good questions today. What would you, what would you do? Memorabilia? Yeah, baseball yeah. card shop. Call it Rube's Cards or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, me, for me, it's always been like a newspaper. I'd run into the ground, you know. Um, I'd open a competing newspaper in Lansing when there isn't really a market for it. <laughs> and, uh, That's why I wish I had Mark Cuban money. Like, yeah. Just to say, here, Graham, here's like a couple mil. Like, I always want to buy the uh, uh, the uh, mining journal in Marquette. And, you know, I have a Packers writer and a Tigers writer, and I... I mean, it is the biggest paper in the UP. And I'll walk in. When I'm up in Marquette, I'll walk in. They not have the internet up there? They do, but it's a little slower times. I mean, I, th- I think there's more potential for certain print things and that you could. Anyway, I would have. I'm not saying these would all be wise decisions, but I always walk in there and look around and, like, you know, grab a paper or whatever, and people kind of look at you. And what they don't realize is I'm looking at them like, you know, I, I think I want to own this place and so we can put something together. But uh, that would be it for me. Buna Buna up next with this one. Uh, what's worse to run out of first chips or salsa and dip? I think this is fairly simple, right? I mean, you're out of chips. What, are you just going to scoop salsa and dip in your mouth yeah, with a not, spoon? Yeah, you can find other things to dip the chips in. Ranch yeah, dressing you can't just use something. your finger and dip it in salsa. No, you got to be really high. Sky Mint can take you to a certain place, but I don't know if it can take you that far. Oh, I mean, yes, it can. I mean, I've eaten salsa. I so, ate pudding with a, my finger once. Well, okay. Right in a Jello cup. By the way, Jello needs to make a, just a giant tub of it instead of four little cups. It makes me feel fat. You know, one of the things I've actually really enjoyed, it's a very fat man Graham sort of thing. You know, when the, the bag of, of chips gets, you know, a lot of broken chips at the bottom, not a lot of good dipping chips anymore. And but if you also get, if you're toward the end of the salsa jar and you just dump whatever's left out in there in a little bowl, and then you dump the, uh, the, the bottom of the chips out and you just stir it around, it makes a nice little, little, oh, little man, that's great. And, then, and you did that sober. No, no, that's that's, okay. that's definitely complimental <laughs> Skyman. <laughs> like David Hasselhoff that's when he right. eating that burger on the floor. That is raccoon Graham at work right there. <laughs> uh, Graham Carpenter up next. What's your favorite whiskey? You know, I like uh, a good beer barrel uh, bourbon from like um, just something simple like that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really expensive whiskey that uh, I – I enjoy that friends have that introduce me, and I wouldn't be able to give you the, the best that I ever want. But in my cabinet, um, uh, the beer barrel Berlin, uh, bourbon from New Holland is a go-to because it's something I can replace for like thirty bucks, and um, and like it on its own, like it uh, neat pretty easily. Graham Carpenter with this one. What's the scariest time when you were high? See, here you go. This is a question for you. Yeah, but you were going to tell a story about. How you overdid oh, it on your edibles there. Yeah, but I didn't really do anything. Cr- it was just the first time I really realized it recently. Like, so what I was, did you do? Did you go hide in the bed? or No, I, I just I just I realized because I was actually trying to get some work done. I was like, this ain't going to work. I actually just went to bed. 
Because what I realized real quick is there was nothing else that was going to happen productive that night. That's exactly what you're supposed and, to do. And it was like, if I, if I do anything else right now, it's going to be rummaging in the kitchen. It's not going to have any work. If I do work, it's not going to be stuff that's readable, you know. And so, yeah, I just was like, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta end this night. And I just overdid it a little bit. The scariest time for me was a couple of weeks ago when we had to go to Golden Gloves in Grand Rapids. Uh, Teresa's son fights in uh, does boxes in Golden Gloves, and he trains uh, people as well. And one of the people he trains is a gentleman who has cerebral palsy, and he wanted to go watch Justin fight. So I dabble in some Sky Mint, not realizing how uh, what we were going to have to go through to get him into the, we call him Champ into the car and out of the car. You call uh, him Champ. Yeah, his name is – everybody calls him Champ because okay. he goes to the, the boxing gym and everybody likes him and stuff. So anyway, so I start off a little bit on the Skyman on the way down, and I realize it's it's a hell of an overtaking to get him in and out. We end up going to dinner, getting him out there. Anyway, so we get to the Deltaplex, and I am just stoned to the gills. And now I am in charge of pushing him around in a wheelchair. He has – a normal wheelchair that's really expensive, like ten grand, one of those. But we couldn't get that into our vehicle, so he brought one that he bought for ten, fifteen bucks at a Goodwill, or whatever. So I had this shitty chair, and I'm pushing him around. Everybody stared because they're like, "What's this guy doing?" Because there's like all of this TV equipment to go over, all of these like. So I had to take him backwards. I had to take him to the bathroom. Anyway, I was way too high to be doing some shit like that. It's a little. First of all, when you. It's not like quite like having a infant in your hands, but when you have somebody with a wheelchair, sort of, and you're in control of their fate, it can be a little nerve wracking. I would when my, my it's wife, a terrible, terrible disease, absolutely cerebral palsy. It's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, no, and, and I, you know, I, I had my uh, my wife's grandmother, who is uh, not, you know, obviously not the same issue, but was very, it was in her nineties, put it that way. And I was, we were at a car museum in. Um, What's the one near Battle Creek? Um, this is going to piss people off. R.E. Olds. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Thanks for your patience. We won't be long now. Gilmore Car Museum. Sorry, I knew that was going to piss somebody off. It pissed me off. <laughs> anyway, there, there's a lot of things. And there was a fairly, you know, just taking her up these ramps and all this. And all of a sudden, we're coming down this ramp. It had to be the steepest, like, uh, almost like a uh, a a deck or a, a something you would go out to the beach on a dock, I should say. The steepest hill decline that I've ever seen, and I nearly lost. And this is, we're still dating at the time, my wife and I, and I nearly lost control of her coming down. Like, and it, she would have gotten going very fast straight into the concrete. A ninety-four-year-old woman who lived another couple years after, like, I, I um, I to this day, like, I, I mean, I. I think I would be nervous pushing around. I mean, just for that moment, it the rest of the day it was like we're not going anywhere anywhere at all remotely tough. But I don't know why that thing was built. That was certainly not handicap accessible. Uh safely. Uh not quite your story, but no, no it's fine. Just don't be high when you have to care for someone. I was not stoned, thank God. Oh. All right, we'll get stoned then. Uh Graham Carpenter with this one. Will Aaron Henry really play to the standards of starting in the NBA like Couch has said? To starting, have I said starting? I think I've said rotation guy. I don't think I've said starting. Yeah, I'll, I'll back you on that. Um, I, I don't know because um, now it becomes about opportunity. It's the old Charlie Bell thing, right, where he said the bottom two-thirds of guys in the NBA ain't that much different than the top third guys in Europe. It's about opportunity and fit. And then for him it'll be certain development. Like 
yeah, he's not a great ball handler, but he's somebody who can get to the rack a little bit. It's some he's somebody who can defend a lot of positions. But can he in the NBA when they're spaced out also hit shots? I, I think there are a lot of guys that can't shoot in this draft, and there are a lot of guys that are going to be have to develop that. And I think he will get better at it. I think he'll be okay. I do think he'll be on NBA rosters for a while. But but I don't know. I'm a, I'm certainly doubting it a little more. Woke couch up next. Simone Biles should get the full benefit of the doubt. Mental illness can manifest at any time without warning. With that said, should she be soaking up the limelight as much as she does if she struggles with mental illness? I don't think she's soaking up the limelight. You know, like, there's no... Is I mean, she doing interviews? Explaining herself, though, isn't soaking up the limelight. She's no. answering questions no. about why this happened. I'm just wondering where Woke Couch got it from. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to describe it as soaking up the uh, next one from Woke. How would the uh, media narrative be different if Patrick Mahomes opted out of the final drive in the Super Bowl, if at all? Similar physical danger, both professional adults, both team sports, etc. If different, should a double standard exist? So this is the thing that keeps coming up. And um, a couple of things. They're both dangerous sports. So I guess if you're not in the right frame of mind, I actually think in this day and age, I mean, 15 years ago, yeah. Patrick Mahomes would have been, you, you know, can't touch these guys. But but nowadays, if Patrick Mahomes said, "I need to take a mental health break," and in the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl, while it would be a huge topic of conversation, <laughs> the guy's making four hundred fifty million dollars. I don't think it would be quite as um, criticized as people think. Oh my God, are you out of your mind? You think it would be? Oh my God, yeah, times a thousand. It, if it, he missed the Super Bowl because of... It, it, there's no doubt double standards. There's no doubt a double standard on that sort of thing. And the way we think of football players and, and, and the amount of money he's making and um, and you know the the reasons for it. Now, if it was something really serious, though, and, and, and sort of we understood he was spiraling towards... I, you know, I don't know. But there's no doubt there's a, there's a little bit of a, a, a double standard. All right, next from Woke. But Cal- that doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't have the same uh, understanding for anybody who runs into a situation where they just can't handle the what's in front of them is there any societal downside to the media fawning over Biles' decision or should this type of thing be treated like a physical injury i think it's right now i think it's positive because i think the overall sort of uh momentum of it is just leading more people to understand that it's okay to have issues and that people like her do and so i i think i think the I think the overall impact of this is is positive and we become a more understanding society slightly. There are always going to be jackasses and jerks. And, and there will be some at some point an athlete who conflates, like some people are right now, in criticizing her. There will be an athlete who conflates mental toughness with um, mental illness and is actually just a little weaker mentally and, and, and opts out of something. And that's not really mental, uh, you know, mental health. Um, there is a difference, and uh, so, but we'll deal with that when that happens, and that'll be that that, that, that athlete's issue. Out of the box, up next, the rural poverty of the uh, greater Lansing area greatly exceeds that of the urban poverty. So, why is it there? No, virtually zero coverage of this in the LSJ News. Black Lives Matter, but Appalachian lives don't. What's the deal, Graham? It's a fair question. It's a good story. You should pitch it. Maybe I'll pitch it to somebody. It's. Uh, there's lots of rural poverty here. There's lots of issues. I will say this, however. The school district in Lansing is in worse shape 
because of needless schools choice legislation 20 years ago than many of the outlying schools. So even though those kids are coming from some similarly tough spots, they're at least going to a situation that um, is sometimes better. Quivaris Couch. Uh, how does Graham's game compare to Cade Cunningham's? Great question. I don't know, six inches taller with longer arms, skinnier and 20 years younger and had a better feel for things. Other than that, not much. If I was just a different person. I mean, mentally, you guys are the same. Same, same. Mental toughness, same, same. No question. And I will say this. We're going to end here with Hans Jurgen, but uh, we did not get anything from Jake. I think he may be on vacation right now. And we didn't get anything from uh, the Real Upper Deck Jerk guy today. So how dare you guys go on vacation? Right. Well, and what I feel kind of – I mean, I I probably would have rearranged some things had I – I just didn't realize those weren't going to be in when I started doing them. Is this the post show we're talking about? I'm just I'm just saying that I wouldn't end. Why don't you read Hans' last one first and work in reverse order of Hans? Give us a better finish, a better dismount. So Can to speak. I read Bo McJung? Who was up there that made me laugh really hard? Um, Hans Jurgen. Aren't uh, easy listening instrumentals of rock songs a crime against humanity? Isn't anyone that creates them or listens to them shallow? Shouldn't they be euthanized? You an easy listening guy? No. Yeah, I mean, unless you're in a doctor's office, why would you listen to easy listening? I mean, I like some yacht rock. I like Christopher Cross here and there, but that's not really easy listening. Easy listening, easy listening. It's, it's pretty easy to listen to. Yeah, easy listening is not always that easy. To listen. Uh, do you root against the Russians in the Olympics and life in general? You know, they stole atom bo- the atom bomb and pretty much every other modern technology. Yeah, I don't hate the Russians. Um, it's not. This isn't like some Rocky movie sort of deal. I don't know. Do you hate the Russians in the? I've really haven't thought about it. No, I don't really in sports. I wasn't around, you know, in, in aware of the Cold War in those years. I think if I was, if we were 10, 15 years older, we might feel differently. All right, last one. Are you impressed by these image posts of Elijah Collins and others that show how much more chiseled they have become in twenty twenty one as compared to twenty twenty? Just having a six pack of abs translate to more wins. It's a good question, but they are impressive in terms. First of all, it makes you wonder what the hell were you doing last year in terms of fitness. But um, COVID, it's true, and Elijah Collins did have gyms. COVID. But yeah, they, they are. That's a very good point. I, I take I mean, that back. On. We'll fix it in post. COVID king. No, there, there is some impressive work, and you keep hearing it from people in the program going on in the um, the weight room and in the strength and conditioning, and so. And and seasons are defined there. I remember Ken Manny when MSU was in his prime, and I did that workout with the team that summer before the 2013 season, which was the beginning of their run. He said to them, and he had been there a long time. He'd been there dating back to Saban, right? He said, I can tell in July usually what kind of season we're going to have, he said. And that's an interesting thing. So uh, it does matter. Now, whether it translates this year, whether the – Right pieces are there defensively. Who knows? We're going to figure all that stuff out. I do think this has a chance to be a decent team offensively. Appreciate all your Groovy Donut Twitter questions. Uh, Fantastic stuff, as always. Thanks to Groovy Donuts. Uh, Go to either of two Groovy Donuts locations this weekend. 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. They're open today through Sunday. Uh, That's in Williamston uh, and on Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing. Uh, Thanks to Skymint, as always. Uh, Go to skymint.com for specials. And location information, including three in the Lansing area and throughout Michigan. Thanks to Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management. Um, go to northcoast.com, northcoastwm.com, and you can email them, info at northcoastwm.com, if you want more information from Mark and Jay. These are good, trustworthy guys. Also, thanks to Midtown Brewing Company. 
402 South Washington Avenue. Good show, man. Yeah, man. Catching the roof.